We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, hello, loves. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Tuesday. A little bit on the muggy side out there. And hopefully you're having a magnificent day. Hopefully everything is going exactly the way you want it. You're making all the lights. You're not rushing. And people in front of you are actually doing the speed limit and not 20 miles under the speed limit. <clears throat> not that I would have had some personal experiences with that over the weekend uh, and, and yesterday, but uh, these things do happen. But uh, one of the topics, and, and I'll tell you something really weird. I'll take you behind the scenes here at News Radio on 930 WBEN, where we always invite you to wear a light jacket. But uh, one of the things is uh, every day uh, we receive um, an email from Tim Wenger. Just, and it's not commands okay they're not commands they're not orders they're not here is what you would talk about to the exclusion of every other thing but um it was just uncanny today because tim listed about seven topics that he thought were worthy of discussion and of those seven topics five of them literally were part of recent conversations that i have had uh off the air in real life And I want to start off with something that, frankly, is near and dear to me, and that is your love of motorcycles. Many of you are absolutely in love with your motorcycles. And here's here's what happened. And this is not one of these things where, oh, Tom, I'm so sorry. This is not a sympathy ploy for me as much as it is a public safety thing for all of us. Uh, there's an individual, and I'm not going to give his name, um, who was a regular listener to this program. This individual um, is related to a very dear friend of mine. And this individual very recently was killed in a motorcycle accident. And what happened, and this, this individual, I want to point out, everybody I know who knew this individual said, the same thing. He was a very, very defensive motorcyclist, okay? Very defensive, very much eyes on the road, no distraction, nothing to take his focus away from the number one priority of any rider or driver, and that is extreme concentration. And despite the fact that this individual, and it, 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 it hits home because of a very simple reason. Uh, this individual uh, and I were supposed to have met in the not-too-distant future. Longtime listener to the program uh, knew that we had this uh, person who, with, uh, to whom we were connected and uh, wanted to buy me a beer, say hello, or whatever the case might be. And unfortunately, that meeting is not going to happen. And without going into the details, because I'm sure the accident investigation people are still doing their work and who knows what might happen in litigation or anything, but the bottom line is the facts as I understand them are 
an individual was making a left-hand turn. The motorcycle was coming in the opposite direction. The individual making the left-hand turn did not see the motorcycle who was second in line in the line of motorcycles. The guy on the motorcycle had absolutely no opportunity whatsoever to dump the bike. No opportunity to take evasive action whatsoever. And tragically, the individual died in his wife's arms. And this is a situation where these people were high school sweethearts. They were all each other had ever known. This individual was an extremely safe rider. And tragically, because of actions which do not appear to be his fault whatsoever, this individual is is no longer with us. And I think about, and maybe you think about the people that you have known in your life who have been seriously injured or, God forbid, killed in a motorcycle accident. And I'll just lay out some basics for you. And I, I, I really, I want to hear from those of you in the motorcycle community, because what you might not know if you don't listen to the show a lot is I would say roughly 50% of the people I know uh, ride motorcycles. And for about 50% of the people I know, riding a motorcycle is like one of the great experiences of their life. It is what they look forward to doing in the summertime. There is a sense of freedom. There is a sense of power. There is a sense of, I'm on the road. I am one with the road. I am one with my bike. And unfortunately, motorcycles are inherently, inherently dangerous pieces of equipment. And I don't say that, and I I know that maybe some of you are going to get upset when I say that, but statistically speaking, it is true. You are much more likely to be killed in a motor vehicle accident involving a motorcycle than a four-wheeler. And this individual was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. And it is a source of great regret to me that I'm not going to be able to meet this wonderful, wonderful human being because apparently the individual who turned in front of the oncoming motorcycle simply didn't see the motorcycle. And for those of you who ride, I want to know, tell me why riding a motorcycle is worth the risk. And I'm not guys, after how many decades, you you know that I'm not coming on here and I'm not trying to be some jerk. Oh, what are you doing riding a motorcycle? You shouldn't be riding a motorcycle. That's, that's not who I am, okay? But looking at the statistics, looking at it rationally, I understand that motorcycle fatalities are a lot higher than they are in four-wheel vehicles because you have absolutely no protection except a helmet, except maybe a leather jacket. And of all of the things, and I don't think that this was what contributed to the fatality, but of all of the days for this individual to not be wearing the full motorcycle attire, except, of course, for the regulated helmet, of all of the days... This individual did not have his full motorcycle gear on. However, I don't think that had anything at all to do with what happened in terms of the negative outcome, the fatality of this particular motorcycle accident. And frankly, um, it, it has me 
upset, not because I met this individual, but because I know the family, I know people in the family, and everybody is absolutely devastated. And again, you start talking about people who have known each other since they were 17 years old, and they are together, and they have a beautiful family, and they have everything, everything good that somebody could possibly have is what they had. And unfortunately, and I have to preface this by saying apparently because somebody was in a hurry to make a left-hand turn, this individual on the motorcycle was unable to take any evasive action whatsoever and ended up, and again, I'm not not trying to uh, be melodramatic here, but the individual ended up dying in his wife's arms. And the situation is the uh, wife was heading in the opposite direction, noticed a bike was down, noticed that the bike matched her husband's bike, and then obviously was greeted by an absolutely terrible situation. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, if you don't mind, I love motorcycles. I don't want anybody out there thinking, well, Tom doesn't like my... I think motorcycles are awesomely cool. I've said on many an occasion, I would love to have a motorcycle. But at the same time, my dear friends, I have to tell you, being on a motorcycle, and, and I've done it a couple of times. I've been, you know, I've been a, uh, a passenger uh, holding closely onto the man in front of me on the motorcycle. And yes, I know there's an expression for that. But I'm, I'm, I'm so upset about this situation because... Um, I always have said to you guys, what scares me about a motorcycle, as much as I am so, I I think they are so cool, I think they're such an amazing way to get around, and the sense of freedom and oneness you may feel with the road, okay? Despite all of those things, I have to understand and be cognizant of the inherent danger of riding on a motorcycle. And I want to know, from those of you who are cyclists, can you explain to people like me, and I'm not, look, I'm not a tough guy, okay? Sometimes I, I rub people that way. I'm not a tough guy. I don't, I, I don't like seeing people get hurt. I sure don't like seeing people get killed. And I don't trust other drivers. You've heard me talking about this on many occasions. I don't trust other other drivers. And you know what? The individual who lost his life very recently in a very nearby town was a very cautious driver who did not trust other drivers. This was a situation where literally nothing the motorcyclist did was going to save the motorcyclist's life. It happened literally in the twinkling of an eye literally in a millisecond. One minute, he's riding along in his motorcycle, happy as a clam, focused on the road ahead, and the next minute, somebody pulls right in front of him with absolutely no opportunity whatsoever to take any kind of evasive action. And again, forgive me, three-time repetition now, but the wife came along, um, saw the bike down, realized it was her husband's bike, and tragically, the man died in her arms. And I'm trying to get a handle from you guys and ladies who ride bikes. What is the attraction? And I, I just, I need to stress something very, very much here before we, uh, before we get too deeply into the show. And that is, 
I have absolutely nothing against motorcycles. I think motorcycles, as I've said, are incredibly cool. But you know what? I don't trust motorcycles. I don't trust motorcycles, no matter how careful a rider you are, no matter how many advanced safety classes you have uh, partaken in. I don't trust them. And I don't trust them because people are too darned distracted on the roads. Look, I've been in automobile accidents, and I've said this before. Watch, this will be the night I get into some car accident, but I'm an extremely careful driver when it comes to being on the roads because I always assume that the other driver is not seeing me. I'm always assuming the other driver is distracted, and I always assume the other driver is going to do something that isn't terribly swift. And my logic goes something like this, because I'm so concerned about other people on the road. And that's not even accounting for wildlife, the deer, the bear, uh, the possums, whatever you might run across on the road, uh, not literally, but figuratively, no matter what you might run across on the road, um, you have absolutely zero protection. And the visibility of your being on a motorcycle is not what it is in a car. And what what gets me, and if I get a little emotional about this, I apologize in advance, okay? Because um, many of you, especially those of you in the biker or motorcycle enthusiast community, I know how much you love your bikes. I get it. And I know why. As a guy who's only been on a motorcycle a couple of times in his life, I understand the attraction, but can you explain how the attraction of being on a motorcycle outweighs the inherent risk of being on a motorcycle? Because the automobiles that I've driven um, have been, well, let's see, they've, they've been, uh, you know, all, they, they, they've had four wheels on them. I, was, I had to do a double take on that, but yes, they've, they've all had four wheels. They've all had daytime running lights as far back as daytime running lights uh, have gone. And I know that people have not seen me. And conversely, there have been times where even though I'm a guy, when I drive, my head is on a swivel. I don't quite look like a bobblehead, but I'm not that far away from being a bobblehead. I know that people are not seeing me. I know that people are looking in their cell phone. The, they might be wanting to send a text. They might be reading a text. Maybe they're getting into a fight with a spouse, and they got to respond this very minute with a quick response to a text. Um, the idea of not being visible on a motorcycle scares the living heck out of me. So when I come into this topic and I talk to you people who are motorcycle enthusiasts, and I, I know people who are lawyers who are motorcycle enthusiasts, people who are physicians who are motorcycle enthusiasts, people who are you know, boring accountants, I say that lovingly, who are motorcycle enthusiasts. I get it. I understand that. But the idea that your life is basically in the hands of somebody who may not be, atten be paying attention to you uh, on that motorcycle scares me. Because if people don't see 18-wheelers, and 
folks, you can go back and you can look at uh, old newspaper articles and and you can see that there have been times where people have literally um, it were eight, where 18 wheelers have literally turned in front of people and have been run into by people simply because they weren't visible. It's hard enough to be seen in an 18-wheeler. It's hard enough to be seen in uh, something big like a, a Cadillac Escalade or a Hummer when you put a motorcycle on the road. And I, I take those signs, look twice, save a life. I take them very, very seriously because of all of the people I know who are motorcycle enthusiasts. And I want to know, uh, and I'd like you to put me in the picture, what is it about motorcycles that is uh, so um, liberating to you and is so freedom-inducing to you that you are actually willing to risk your life Every time you go on a motorcycle, because, and again, I'm not blaming anybody. Please understand, this is not, this is not a blame situation, okay? I'm looking for answers. I'm looking for explanations. I'm looking for reasons why. Because as cool, and that's the best word I can come up with, as cool, as freedom-giving, and as liberating as being on a motorcycle is, I also have to recognize statistically the idea that you may very well be in for a very horrific collision, and it probably isn't even going to be your fault. Can you walk us through the risk-benefit analysis that you have done? Because I've done this myself. No secret, guys and ladies. I would love to be able to get on a motorcycle, hop on it, and take a nice long ride in the country. To me, I think that there would be a little bit of heaven there. But at the same time, I am so, and I will use the word paranoid, I am so paranoid that somebody is not going to see me, that I cannot justify statistically or mathematically the risk of a serious injury versus the benefit of being at one with the road of western New York. Not to mention the potholes, not to mention the gravel pits, not to mention the temporary asphalt fills. What is it about your motorcycle that makes you willing to risk your life every time you get on it. And again, just so you know, uh, this is, I, I mean, guys, I don't make stuff up for the radio. I don't invent narratives. I don't invent tall tales. There's no reason to do that. The individual who recently died was a longtime fan of my program, um, was a longtime fan of me. We were going to meet. We were going to get together, and that is never going to happen, and it's through no fault of the motorcyclist himself. Uh, I would like your input on this, and at the same time as I'm asking for your input on this, I just cannot encourage you enough to please double-check everything you do when you're driving, especially during motorcycle season, because it is so Inherent to me anyway, it is so inherently dangerous. Can you please explain to those of us like your cowardly buddy Tom? Can you please explain what the attraction is that makes it worth the risk for you? I think that's a fair question 
because there is a family right now that is never going to be the same. There is a family that is in deep mourning. The wake is going to be this week. And it got a lot of conversation here over the weekend. 8.03, when I say here, I mean in my off-air life. Of course, now I'm on air, but off-air life. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Please explain why riding a motorcycle is more important than your personal safety. And maybe that's not even a fair question. And you can rephrase the question if you'd like to. And the reason I want to do this show is I want to see, hopefully, maybe, just maybe, we can get people to look twice and save a life. And in this case, with the situation with the people I know, it's it's too late. But for you, it may not be too late. I want to talk about that with you. Very serious about this topic. 803 803- 0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Tuesday. want to talk with you about you and the love you have for your motorcycle and whether it is worth it. Don't go anywhere on News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Explain to me, please, if you are a uh, motorcyclist, the attraction of the road and how it is you justify the lack of safety of a motorcycle. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean that it's you people who are on the motorcycles. I'm more concerned with the people who don't see you on the motorcycles. I mean, I've been, I've, I've been run into a few times in my driving life, and I've been in four-wheel cars. And had I been on a motorcycle, I probably would not be talking to you today uh, with a couple of those accidents, neither of which were my fault. Uh, let's get to the calls on WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to Terry in North Tonawanda. Terry, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hey, back in the 70s, I was a motorcycle safety instructor. Uh, the state had a program going on where they wanted to, to find out if you took a class in safety on a motorcycle, are you less likely or more likely to get into an accident? Well, I, I thought that was kind of redundant. It was pretty obvious to me. But they wanted to do the study. And uh, I, I tell you, the reason I rode a motorcycle back then was because I was a teenager and uh, I was immortal. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't figure I'd ever have a problem, but I did have several close calls. Uh, also, one of the things with, with training, doing all the teaching and the like, is uh, when I got a little bit older, I realized I gave so many safety lectures, it finally sunk in. These puppies are dangerous. Well, what what was the uh, what was the epiphany experience? <laughs> 
Well, well, there were several, but one that I remember distinctly was in Kenmore. I was at a four-way stop. Now, I arrived at the four-way stop before the car, but the car on my left ignored the fact that I was there and went through the intersection, which I didn't, it didn't hit it, but I you know, had to make a quick stop. At any rate, I was, wasn't going anywhere particular, so I figured I'd follow her and see what's going on here. And we, I pulled up next to her in a light, and I said, hey, lady, you cut me off out there. She says, I didn't cut you off. I said, well, you know, we came to the, to the stop. I got to the stop first, and uh, you got it afterwards, and I had the right of way. She says, no, we got there at the same time. I said, well, okay, if that's the case, I'm the car on the right, so I would have the right of way uh, as opposed to the car on the left. She says, no, you're a motorcycle. I said, what does that have to do with it? She says, it says the car on the right. It doesn't say anything about a motorcycle. Mm. I, to, to which you to, uh, allow yourself to retort, what did you say? Well, I, I compared her to a bodily part and uh, left. I, I didn't understand what you just said. I, I compared her to a lower region of the body and uh, left. Oh, oh, oh! My goodness, that's that's a little that's a little harsh. Um, so, <laughs> but okay, but you're you're somebody, and this this is what I'm trying to get to. Okay, is um, the people that I know, and I know a ton of people who are motorcyclists. Probably fifty percent of the people I know have bikes, and I I'm always trying to figure out how you rationalize the increased risk of serious uh, injury or possibly death with what you enjoy on the road. Okay, well, one, one of the tricks you got to figure out is how to make sure they see you, okay? And one of the things that I did, I had a Harley-Davidson, a dresser, like big bike, and what I would do is I would run with the two spotlights on, okay? And I had a white helmet with a gold Harley symbol in the middle of the helmet. So when I was coming down the street, first glance, you go, is, is that a cop? You know? And uh, they weren't sure, so they didn't pull out in front of me. But by the time I got close enough for them to realize I'm not a police officer, it was too late. They couldn't kill me. So what what is your advice? Let's say that we've got people out there who are parents, and uh, their child says, hey, uh, I really want to get a motorcycle. What advice would you give based on your years of experience as an instructor and as a writer? Well, first off, get some, get some lessons. Uh, learn how to, to do the motorcycle. Learn how to stop, especially. You know, every once in a while someone will say, oh, I, had, I was trained on the road and all, I, I carpool out in front of me and all I could do is lay the bike down. Well, that's a misnomer and pretty much a lie. Because if the bike went down, it was probably going down on its own anyway. Because you didn't stop properly, you lost your your uh, uh, control. And people that say I laid the bike down figure, okay, I'm going to lay it down, and the bike's going to go into the into the truck or the car, and uh, I'm going to go into the padded seat on the bike. Well. That's not necessarily the case, because once, once you lay it down, 
you're saying, okay, God, it's in your hands. And you never know, the bike may spin around, and you'll go into the car first, and the bike will come in after you. So, it's, so, it's, it's not a, so it, it, explain to me, I mean, I've only been on a motorcycle twice in my life, and frankly, I enjoyed both times I was on the motorcycle as a passenger, okay? It was a little bit awkward having my arms wrapped tightly around the muscular, handsome man in front of me. Sorry, that, that came out wrong. It was a little bit awkward having my hands around the handsome, muscular man in front of me, but the... Uh, uh, the, 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 the freedom, I guess, the, the kind of like being at one with the road for want of a better expression, I found that to be exhilarating. But at the same time, even as a passenger, I found my head on a swivel. Like, is anybody going to hit us? Are they really going to stop for that stop sign? Are they really going to stop for the red light? Oh, yeah, you're always worried about that. But, you know, it, it, there is kind of a thrill. So we used to go down to the Southern Tier Shore Rally area and to ride the bikes through them up, and, up and down the hills around the curves. Uh, it was a decorating feeling. But you, um, you, decided, you decided to give it up. Yeah, well, my wife's siding with me after yeah, unfortunately, yeah, cell phones. Yeah, can, can you just start that sentence again? The uh, cell phone uh, situation, unfortunately, as I've said many times, uh, cell phones are the greatest thing for talk radio. They're also the worst thing for talk radio because they always seem to cut out at exactly the moment you're going to make the money shot comment. We were on a nice run, or a lime run, actually, where they put a lime mark in the road. And then you get up to the intersection, and you got to find the line mark on which road that you're supposed to turn to. Well, I was following behind a van on a BMW who had a tendency to go a little faster than he should. But he was to the left and in front, and I was to the right behind. And he saw the line mark, and he landed on the brakes and made a quick right turn. And I just stood on the brake. And, and almost hit him. I, I I just cleared him, and I almost had a BMW for a hood ornament. Oh. It was that that took turned my wife off. She says I ain't riding anymore. Any second thoughts about that, Terry? I mean, you put a lot of money into it. You put a lot of time into it. Any second thoughts? Well, every once in a while, I get the urge to go out and do something, do a motorcycle ride or something. But of course, I don't have a motorcycle, and they're a lot more expensive now than they were when I was younger. Um, I had a patch on the back of my jacket that used to say uh, Harley Davidson, the only four thousand dollar ego trip, but they're they're like thirty thousand now. Um. Let me ask you this. Again, you, please excuse my ignorance about such things, but I'm ignorant about a lot of things, uh, clearly. But uh, when when you see somebody on a trike, do you feel better that they've got more balance or that they're more visible? Well, actually, my experience with trikes is they're a little more, less stable than a two-wheeler, especially on turns. You, you, can't, you can't lean into them. I don't know that they're any more stable than a regular motorcycle. I think they're less stable, to be honest with you. 
Interesting. Well, we'll see what some other people have to say. I'm uh, I'm glad you called. I'm sorry you had to give up something that you like. Uh, unfortunately, these things happen. Uh, part of a compromise, I guess, of being married. Uh, thank you so much. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, motorcycles. Um, what is it? T- if you are a, a motorcycle person, what is it about the thrill of the road where you kind of put your rational part of your brain on the back burner and you're willing to take a risk with motorcycles uh, that you wouldn't take in so many other areas of life? And again, I don't think in most cases, I don't think it's the motorcycle. I think it is the person who hits the motorcycle or who doesn't see the motorcycle. And like I said, this individual uh, of, of whom I've spoken was a fan of the show and was uh, supposed to uh, meet me at some point out. And obviously that uh, never happened and uh, it never will happen. And a family is devastated. And apparently what happened is uh, the individual who was making a left hand turn failed to see the oncoming motorcycle. And what I'm trying to figure out is, for those of you on motorcycles, how do you um, how do you balance out the issues you have of your own personal safety, not to mention life or death, with your joy of being on the road on a motorcycle? I'm I'm trying to wrap myself around that because again, I've only been on a motorcycle twice. Both times, I thought it was a hoot and a holler, but I've never. You know, I just, I know that I could just never get a motorcycle. I know that it would just, it wouldn't end well because I'd be more concerned about people not seeing me. I could have a bright pink motorcycle and somehow people are not going to see me. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And something to which I alluded uh, previously is the idea that uh, it's it's not just uh, and and this this is a little bit freaky to me it's it's not just the um, other motor vehicles that are on the road okay it is pedestrians on the road and sometimes pedestrians don't exactly do the smartest thing in the world when they're walking uh, at night wearing all dark and you're on a motorcycle and they might see you but you might not see them. Uh, there's also the issue of wildlife. Uh, obviously, in western New York, we have a, a profusion of deer. And I know people who uh, hit a deer uh, several years ago. I've told you the story. But I, I'm amazed that they're still alive because the speed at which they were going and the impact of the deer, I can't believe that they actually were able to walk away from that particular situation. And I'm trying to get you to explain, as a motorcycle person, what the joy is of motorcycles and why the joy of the motorcycle outweighs the logical and practical considerations and concern over your safety. Because it's so easy to get banged up in a car accident. I mean, I've been I've been in car accidents that have banged me up pretty bad, and I've had a, a shell on the outside like a tortoise, and I still end up getting banged up. Uh, so on a motorcycle, I can't imagine what it's got to be like, and and why you would take that risk. Here is Dan in uh, Tonawanda. Dan, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey Tom. Yeah, the, the new Harleys are like fifty, sixty grand if you get a good 
good one. You know, they're, they're pretty pricey. They're a little bit more than thirty grand these days. You can get them cheaper, but the real high-end ones are fifty, sixty grand. But that being said, I own five of them, five Harleys. I've been riding since I've been a kid. I've been riding for oh, probably forty years. You know, dirt bikes. Then I went to Harley when I was about fifteen. I got my first one, and they're fun. The biggest scare today is is people texting. People texting is, is the biggest uh, threat to a motorcyclist today, in my opinion. You see it all the time, but you, you got to be hyper aware of everything around you, all your surroundings. That being said, a couple of years ago, I was going down Saunders Sullivan. I was going too fast, but I was going fast on purpose because it was a downpour, and I wanted to get to the gas station. I went around the bend. Well, my tire was a little bit bolder than I realized, and my end kicked out, and I got a car truck coming at me. And I fly in the other other lane with the bike was flying in the ditch. It's a good thing the bike took off for me. Otherwise, I'd have been dead. And I ended up surviving that. But it was, you know, I, I, you learned. I learned a life lesson. But good thing is I had all my gear on. So I was I was banged up, but I survived that. My mistake for going too fast in the rain, not having a proper tire on there. But um, I could tell you it's fun. Life, every time we t- step out of the house, there's a danger. It is more dangerous than obviously a car, uh, but it is fun. It's thrilling. Uh, I try to go the back roads as much as possible. I like going Niagara County. You know, during COVID, when everybody's life stopped, all my buddies, we put countless miles on. Our lives didn't stop. We went to all, all the places out there and have lunch or something, and, uh, you know, maybe one beer, you know, just you got to watch yourself. So, and, uh, yeah, I remember Cuomo, you had to eat something. Well, not, a lot of times you're not hungry. So they had places were given like a bologna sandwich, calling it a, you know, a bologna steak dinner, you know. So he yeah. would get a bologna <laughs> sandwich for a dollar, and they'd serve you a beer. Then you have that beer. You, you wander off for, you know, another half-hour ride or hour ride and go somewhere else. But uh, I can tell you that it's fun, but it is dangerous. Uh, I've had many of occasions, you know, the, the more you ride – the more you'll learn uh, what you should and shouldn't do. I will say American Harley holds a, a free course uh, in uh, where the old Bel Air uh, aerospace used to be in a parking lot there. You right. can actually ride a Harley, and the, the instructors there will teach you how to ride as best as possible to get your you know, your permit and license. They don't want to send people out there that don't know how to ride. They want people to learn so that way accidents, they can maybe prevent an accident from happening. Obviously, this guy that got killed, unfortunately, that you knew, it sounds like he couldn't prevent it. But sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. But their life is a risk. I mean, it's something that's so enjoyable that it's hard to explain. But, yes, I know every time I go out there, I say, hey, man, I hope I'll be okay. You know what I mean? Knock on wood. that You know, you'll, you'll make it home. See, and you'll that's, be... I guess, you know what, with, with all respect, my love, with all my with, with all due respect, what I don't understand is, you know, when, when I get into a car, I very rarely say to myself, well, I hope I'll be coming back soon. But I know that, you know, when you hop on a motorcycle, if you're saying, well, maybe I'll be back and maybe I won't, uh, that would kind of put the fear of God into me. And I don't know that fear... Um, I mean, you, you have to respect the bike, you have to respect the road, but fear often leads people to make bad decisions. Well, the truth is, Tom, I know more people that die in car accidents than motorcycle accidents. I've been riding, I know a lot of people that ride, but, uh, you know, you ride, you know, you, I mean, some people, I, I'll put 10 grand, uh, you know, miles on a year. Some people put a lot more than that, but some people put a lot less. So just because you own a Harley, 
there's a lot of guys that might go ride once or twice a year, and they'll have a bike that's 10 years old, have a 2,000 miles on it. You know what I mean? So you, you ride. I mean, I ride a lot, so I, there is a danger. But I know just as many, probably way more people that died in car accidents than I do motorcycle accidents. You know, and I know a lot of people that got in motorcycle accidents survived it. They were fine. You know, you, you know, you can be banged up, but uh, you know, you'll, you'll be okay with time. Uh, but I, my brother is in Sturgis right now. My brother and my buddy are in Sturgis having a great time, you know, loving life. There's over a million people out there in Sturgis. Sturgis Bike Week is this this week, and uh, they're having a great time. There's some great riding out there. I've never been to that bike week, but I've been to multiple bike weeks, and, and they're, they're a heck of a time. And the biking community does a lot of charities, I mean, for kids, for veterans, and you know, we, we like to do that stuff. We like to well, help. No, no, nobody, nobody's, arguing, nobody's arguing with the virtues of the motorcycle community, and I, I'm certainly hoping that I'm not coming across that way. What my concern is is why, you know, again, just looking at life from a statistical and logical point of view, why subject yourself to what I would consider to be an unacceptable risk to be on a motorcycle? It's hard to explain. I, I mean, I, my son rides too, and I every time he goes, I I always worry about him until he gets home. And you know, he's jumped out of planes multiple times. And I always say to you, why do you jump out of a perfectly good plane? Well, you can say the same thing on a motorcycle. Why do you go on a motorcycle when you got a perfectly good car sitting in the driveway? It's just it's such a thrill. You take the turns. You know, you just it's just the, the air is on you, and you feel the wind, the breeze, the sights and sounds. You see a lot more in. You know, on a motorcycle, then you do in a car because you're like part of the environment. You see the birds, you you know, you look at the lakes, and it's just or wherever you are. I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but yes, it is very dangerous, no doubt about it. I'm not going to deny that. But that being said, I can't ever see myself stopping riding until the day I'm not here, and hopefully, it won't be on a motorcycle. You know what I'm saying? It's not kind of wood. So, but, but, uh, but is this is this something because the the individual? Oh, hold on, sir. I've got I've got to take a break, and I hope you can stick uh, around during the uh, news break here on uh, WBEN. Uh, usually once a year, maybe sometimes twice a year, I do a show on motorcycles. And it just so happened that uh, an individual I was supposed to have met uh, in the not-too-distant future uh, died in a motorcycle accident very, very recently here in western New York. And I know this individual uh, was a very defensive motorcycle driver, and unfortunately a vehicle turned right into the path and uh, he didn't make it. Ended up dying in his wife's arms. Just a, a terribly tragic story. Sounds like a wonderful man. And uh, obviously, sorry when anybody uh, leaves us in such a fashion. But what is it about motorcycles that is, for some of you, more important than your own safety or your own life is the motorcycle? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly with you on a Tuesday, a little bit muggy here in Western New York. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.